Hello everyone and welcome to episode 344 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How's it going today, Richard? Hey Seth, doing well. A ton of new magic news to talk about, so I'm super pumped. Oh yeah, we have a year's worth uh, of product announcements to talk about today. So much information, and well, we're going to dedicate pretty much the whole cast to that. But before we get to that, we got another co-host in Krim. What's up this morning, Krim? Morning, Seth. Yeah, we have a lot of big news, lots of things like Richard mentioned, so I'm really excited to work our way through it today. Yeah, so we haven't started Innistrad spoilers yet. Those actually start on Thursday. But last Thursday, Wizards did a stream announcing essentially the entire 2022 line of products. We have all the standard sets. We got a ton of supplemental sets. We got Universes Beyond News. There's some stuff that's coming out the end of this year, some pre-cons and stuff. So we're going to go over this massive list of basically what's to come in Magic over the next year to 18 months, something like that. And that's going to be pretty much our entire cast. Maybe we get to some fish mail at the end, but that's going to take a while because we have a ridiculous number of products to talk about. But before we get into that, a reminder that our show today is brought to you by Card Conduit. And Card Conduit, you've probably heard about them from us before. Uh, it's a great way to sell your magic collection. And they are offering a new service geared towards smaller batches of valuable cards with a reduced service fee. With their curated shipment service, you can now sell your cards for the best available buy list price with only a 5% service fee. And as with all of Card Conduit services, you don't got to sort your cards. You don't got to grade them. No shenanigans like that. Just safely pack them up and ship them out and you'll get a detailed report with their results. And you can check out Card Conduit's curated shipment option is a way to buy a list up to 150 cards with fast processing, optimized prices, and the low, low service fee of just 5%. And right now you can even get 10% off by going over to cardconduit.com gold fish so card conduit they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards and big thanks to them for supporting our show today so with our sponsorship stuff out of the way oh let's talk about magic stuff and we're going to start with the most immediate news before we get into uh, all of 2022 stuff which is we got new secret layers that are out immediately that are currently for sale now not going to go super in depth but richard what's the tldr on this new secret layer super drop all right, Super Drop, out of time, currently available on the Watsi website, uh, secretlayer.wizards.com. There's a Kamigawa set with some of the legends from the original Kamigawa block. Artist series, Johan Voss, Thomas Baxa. Math is for blockers, which is an interesting artist who like makes art based on math. And if you watch the live stream, they actually showed how some of the art was composed. It's actually kind of interesting. And then the most controversial of them all to fairies time trouble which Whoa! is three planeswalkers <laughs> karn great creator dak fade into fairy time raveler except they are templated as if they were printed in alpha so if you look at the card <laughs> it's just literally a giant blob of text there's no like nice um you know plus or minus <laughs> abilities uh, I guess we can uh, read a card here, if, in case you're wondering. Uh, so Teferi Time Raveler, Planeswalker Legend. Uh, opponents can cast spells only as though they were sorceries and can attack Teferi as though he were you. Put four loyalty, brackets, <laughs> use counters, on Teferi. Any damage he suffers depletes that much loyalty. If Teferi has no loyalty, he abandons you. 
During your turn, you may add one loyalty to allow you to cast sorceries as though they were instants until your next turn. Or you may spend three loyalty, then the owner of target artifact, creature, or enchantment returns it to hand, and you draw a card. Any enchantments <laughs> on it are discarded. You got all that? You got all that? <laughs> uh, that is, it is so sweet. This is one of my favorite secret layer drops, actually. I love that they went all the way with it and actually used the old school wording. Your planeswalker abandons you is just like such a hilarious way to, because that actually is what happens when your planeswalker dies. I love these cards, but I'm really curious what you guys think on it, because there's kind of a conversation on magic social media about these cards and specifically how convoluted and incomprehensible their text uh, actually is, a new player is not going to know what this card does. If you don't know what Teferi does or Karn does and you read that, you're not going to have a really great idea of what it does. Does that matter anymore? Do, do these special promo printings, do they need to be comprehensible or in the era of smartphones when everyone can just look up you know uh, gather or scryfall or whatever get the most up-to-date text of these cards uh, does it matter like is it fine to print cards like this where do y'all come down on on this argument over incomprehensible promos it it does not matter to me because i mean we already have what the Amonkhet borders we've had cards that pretty much were not re like readable since forever right you're also talking to the person that does play all foreign cards. So, um, <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, like I, I love the, I, I love this, like this drop. This drop is exactly just what I love from wizards, uh, when they do these things. They're running in the whole, like, just like full on acknowledging themselves, uh, and self aware. And it's hilarious. It's a, tr it's kind of like a, a trolley, a meme release, right? So, of course, it's much like the lands, uh, the one that has like a wall of text. Uh, that, that it's a lot like that and it's a lot to take in and it's really just random and kind of pointless, but I think it's funny. I think it's fine. I don't think it matters. Yeah. I, I love it. And I think it's not egregious at all. Like we had Japanese cards in our boosters. Like I, I do not know what any of the mystical archive, give me like a, a single blue instant mystical archive. I'm like, what is this? Right. Cannot read it at all. <laughs> we have Phyrexian cards. Can't read any of that text. We have uh, textless cards, literally no text, right? If anything, this is actually quite clear. If you read through Teferi's abilities, <laughs> you can figure out what they are. Like it does what the card says, right? The, the one downside is when this is on the battlefield, it's hard to distinguish that it's like a planeswalker and attackable, right? When you're just glancing at the board. But other than that, if you read the card, it explains exactly what it does much better than like Japanese brainstorm. You're like, what? I can't read it. Right. And the art is new. I don't recognize it. I don't know what's going on. Right. So I actually think it's pretty sweet. I, I just hope they don't overdo it. Like I can see this selling really well and Wizards printing like 30 of these next year and then they don't become special anymore. <laughs> I hope it's like once in a while they pull this trick out of the bag, right? So I hope they don't overdo it. Yeah, I, I agree with y'all. I, I love these cards. These are some of my favorites and everyone does have a phone like if there is any confusion it's easy enough to look out and uh, look up and as Richard said uh, even though I don't know if a new player would really get it if you're a magic player you're going to be able to make some sense out of these cards even with the archaic wording on them so I think it's fine and I hope that Wizards continues to explore this at this point like I don't think the card has to be super readable as long as 
you can tell what the card is and the name is clear. So it worst case, someone can easily look it up on Scryfall or whatever and get the Oracle text for it. So as long as they hit that mark, I mean, I don't know. You could put Planeswalkers with no text on them, textless Planeswalkers, and I would probably think it was cool. So anyway, we got way more to talk about than that. That is that is the most immediate thing. Those are for sale now. Check them out if you're interested. We have a massive list of upcoming products. And I guess, Richard, do you want to guide us through our... <laughs> our massive list of uh, what's to come in magic all right turns out pioneers not dead guys pioneers <laughs> challenger <laughs> decks coming <laughs> soon um i don't know what else there is to say other than wizards is still supporting pioneer right so uh that is happening so that's a new product uh for pioneer decks uh commander collection black a collection of commander cards uh coming for us uh, Commander Legends D&D Baldur's Gate. This is a new Commander's Legends product that's themed around Baldur's Gate. So I want to ask you guys, what do you think about this? And why is Baldur's Gate tacked onto Commander Legends? It's like having like modern masters, like Transformers. Like, What does this mean? Well, I mean, we're definitely moving in this direction, right? With the D&D or not, with the D&D set already here. Uh, you have the Lord of the Rings set down the pipeline. Like... This kind of was just something that we, I, I just had assumed would be coming. And what better format than to put it in than Commander, right? So, like, why not? It's really interesting that this isn't Universes Beyond. I guess D&D gets a pass because it's, like, a wizard's IP. But I think it, it, it pretty feels much kind of... It is, right? I mean, but... It, I don't think it's I don't think it's called Universes Beyond it's when they not. were doing like the announcement stream like they don't consider it Universes Beyond. I think I basically consider it Universes Beyond even if it doesn't have that like heading on it because it feels like that to me. I think it's cool though. Apparently the last D&D set Forgotten Realms was very well received and I saw a lot of D&D players really excited. I heard I think you Krim and Tomer were talking about how some of their D&D playing friends are like trying out magic with the precons now and I feel like this is probably a really good choice. Like uh, there's some controversy over some of the IP crossovers, but it seems like the community is pretty accepting of D&D at this point. And Commander seems like the perfect place to do it. And maybe this explains the one complaint I heard. Well, I guess there was a couple, but one of the big complaints I heard about Forgotten Realms is like, where is this character? Where is this character? And I don't know D&D, so I don't know what anyone's talking about, but apparently <laughs> there was some like fairly iconic characters that didn't show up in Forgotten Realms. Maybe that's because Wizards is planning on putting them in this next D&D set coming out early next year. So I'm I'm pretty fine with this and actually pretty excited for it, even though I'm not really a D&D player. All right. Next up on the docket, Double Masters 2022. So another Double <laughs> Masters set. Um, I can't yeah. even afford the first one. <laughs> Reprints? <laughs> Uh, I mean, reprints are good. It'll be interesting to see what they do for their special product line. Uh, last time, Double Masters had the $100 VIP boosters that whew, uh, were not very well received. People were very, very upset about that price, even though I, don't, I didn't even open any of them. And I like dragging bags. Uh, I think the value was still fine because you were like guaranteed a box topper or whatever. I, I don't know. We'll see if they bring back the VIP boosters. See if they do like collector booster boxes. Could you imagine a box of VIP boosters having to spend like a thousand dollars for a 12 pack box? I wouldn't be surprised if that actually happened. But regardless, more reprints always a good thing. We were just talking about how modern is getting more and more expensive. Maybe we already need to reprint like Ragavan and cards like that and just get some more supply out there. 
Yeah, I mean, this this set's gonna probably be w- like wild. I mean, I I I wonder how much it's gonna cost this time around. So we'll see. A lot. Yeah, it'll be a lot. It'll be a lot. I don't know how much, but it'll be a lot. I, I wonder if people will pay uh, for these premium products now. Right now that uh, you have to split your money amongst. You know, like D&D Baldur's Gate or getting like collector boosters or getting VIP boosters or some of the secret layers we're going to talk about. I wonder if people will still pay the premium for this. Uh, Yeah, I don't. There's got to be a limit, right? Like people have to have some overall number that they can spend on magic each year or quarter or whatever. So it seems like there's got to be like a ceiling where Wizards keeps printing more and more products and eventually they're just going to eat away everyone's budget and people are not going to have the money to buy all those special things that they're printing. But I, I don't know. I don't think we've gotten there yet. So I guess we'll see how it how it shakes out. All right. Next up, we have Unfinity, another unset, the fourth one in the series. I yeah. like unsets. I, like I never unsets? get a chance to play Have with them. Have you ever played an unset? I, I do. Really? I no. I, I never I never play with them, but I find them funny. And I I really appreciate how hyped Mark Rosewater gets for them. I, I really, in, in all, even outside of Magic, I like when people like things. And just seeing how passionate Mark Rosewater gets when he gets to talk about unsets, that makes me kind of like them. And he was like, I don't know if you watched the preview stream, he was like dressed up like an astronaut and just doing his like super hype, fast talking, like Mark Rosewater thing about the set. So he, he sold me on it. I think Mark and his hype <laughs> for it just sold me on another unset, even though I probably will never play it. I probably won't buy it, but I know there are some people that really love it. So I'm excited for all those people. I, I, I don't really like buying tons of packs of this. I just drafted a little bit with friends, but I think the one thing that's got me pretty excited about this is that, uh, some, some people from Loading Ready Run worked on the set, like Graham, you know, and, and, and everybody. So I, I'm kind of excited to see what they come up with. <laughs> also, there's going to be shock lands in it. They're doing full our outer space theme lands and going to have shock lands. So worst case, more Shockland reprints, probably with some crazy, you know, unset art. That'll be a good thing. That might get me to buy the box. That might be how they're trying to, like, sell the set to people that don't really care about Silver Border cards. Like, really cool uh, Shocklands. That is a thing that could get people to buy it. That's 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 so wrong, is it not? Like, what what if I just put, like, Ragavans in the unset and call it a day, right? Like, why are there Black Bordered cards in the unset? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, the lands have always been blackboard, but, but they've lands, always been basic. Right? So yeah. this is the first time. Yeah, they've they've stretched into non basics. I assume it's like purely a way to sell the set to I mean, people. It, like it me. is, but <laughs> like I like just put Ragavans, put in whatever, right? put whatever modern masters needs into your unset and call it a day, right? Like <laughs> it's a little awkward. Yeah. Fetches, yeah. You know, fetches in the next unset, right? Probably. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them at this point. I just, I hope they're cool looking, and I'm sure they will be. Like, Outer Space Shocklands, just, it's an intriguing idea. So, I agree, it's like a bit of a weird home to reprint something that actually matters, and you're gonna, you know, we get a bunch of useless unset cards if you're someone who doesn't play with Silver Border cards searching for the Fetchlands, but... I don't know. I, I hope they look cool in LDO. They, we get so many weird reprints in so many places. At this point, I'm just like, sh- do whatever. <laughs> like, go, go Shocklands <laughs> and Unsides, go for it, Watsy, sure. There's a Pokemon card in my pack. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> that was meant to be there. <laughs> uh, w 
40k Warhammer 40k Commander Precons and secret layers. Uh, so we we knew about this. Uh, I guess they tacked on the secret layers. I don't know if we knew about that, but Warhammer 40k uh, Commander Precons and secret layers. I have never played Warhammer nor Warhammer 40k. Uh, but I'm sure lots of people do because the other half of our LGS is usually Warhammer and it looks pretty happening. So Commander Precons, what do you guys think about that? Wait, wait. So so once again, this is where I'm starting to get buried. All right. Uh, so this is these Commander Precons, are these part of the yearly Commander Precons that we get or are these just specifically for Warhammer? I believe they're so- specifically for... This kind of like how we have commander precons for uh, the standard sets. Okay, that's that's what I'm making sure. So I mean, I myself am not a Warhammer player. I've never played it, but you know what? I'm happy that there's some more stuff for people out there that like Warhammer, and and I guess they're gonna make a whole secret layer around it. So I guess that's cool. There's probably gonna be some card that I'm gonna need to buy from there, but I'll just hopefully buy the single. But cool that there's more IPs for more people out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm okay with it. I do, I, I'm very curious about the power level, how this is going to shake out. Like, I don't, what if there's a soul ring that's like some iconic <laughs> Warhammer 40k character? Is that like, is that a bad thing? Like, the, I like the opt-in aspect of Universes Beyond, but if they have too many staple level cards where you kind of like have to play them, then you're not really opting in as much anymore from a competitive perspective. So I'm kind of in wait and see mode, but I mean, people love it. There's some, I don't care about it, but some people really do. And uh, I'm, I've gotten more and more to the point where I feel like it's not, I mean, you just got to let this stuff go. Really. I think there's the battle, the battle over universes beyond. I think that was lost when the walking dead uh, drop came and there was like that massive freak out and wizard sold more walking dead secret layer drops than any other <laughs> secret layer drop. I think that's when uh, when the battle kind of ended. So at this point, I'm more concerned about like, are they exclusive cards in the layer drops? Because I'm worried about supply issues and stuff. So at this point, I don't think the like, oh, it's a crossover product battle is especially worth fighting. Well, hold your horses. <laughs> Lord <laughs> of the Rings. OK, we knew Lord of the Rings was coming, but they dropped a big one on us. They okay. will be modern legal. They will be historic <laughs> legal. They will be coming to Tabletop, Magic Online, and Arena, four Commander decks, and Secret Layers. Get ready for Gandalf Control and, like, Frodo Aggro. (laughs) It's happening. They they were like, look, we're putting them in modern and in historic because we want more people to play with them. I'm excited. Makes makes sense, right? So what what do you think? What do you think about Universes Beyond into constructed formats, into Arena? I, that's that's uh, the biggest thing, right? I mean, the biggest issue is a lot of stuff kind of like just gets released and doesn't get added to Arena, right? So I'm excited to see that, you know, we're getting more of that this funneled into Arena. Uh, I myself do not care about Lord of the Rings whatsoever. And I this set, I probably am not excited for from a flavor standpoint, as we all know by now. But I will tell you that this is cool for the future for other sets. That means it's going to come to Arena. That means we're going to also just have, you know, like now I know when a, whatever the next IP set is, the Marvel set comes out after this. I have a chance of playing it in Modern. So this is sweet. Uh, it's this is my least favorite part of the announcement wait 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 but why like it's it, like hopefully it's not because like oh no did i just get punched by gandalf uh like I, with my jund deck or whatever because like 
let's be honest here. Competitively, nobody cares about the flavor. No one listens to flavor or even cares about it enough. I have two concerns with one of them is one of them is a little bit flavor related, I guess. One of them is I think it's just like going to be weird. And I had kind of come to grips with like, OK, I'm going to play commander games and they're going to have all these crazy characters from other games in it. And that's fine. Like modern, though, I just wasn't expecting. So I'm a little <laughs> surprised, I guess, by having these cards being modern and historic. And I just haven't really come around to that aspect of it. The other thing I'm concerned about, the bigger thing by far, is Wizards pretty upfront about not testing for modern. <laughs> and I feel like there's a lot of risk that even completely discarding the IP, that something could end up being like Hogak style broken. Remember Hogak was like, oh, this will be a fun commander card. It's not designed for modern, but you know, it's in modern Ryzen, so it'll be legal there. And then it just absolutely broke the format for a long time. So I'm a little worried that they're gonna like, want to push these cards to some extent to make the IP holder happy. And then they're just like, well, we might as well make a modern legal. And then things might not actually turn out that well as far as the actual like health of the format, not because they're Lord of the Rings cards, but because it's like this huge set that Wizards isn't designing for modern, but is dumping into modern. I mean, from a balance standpoint, I feel like I just have that general concern no matter what IP is attached to it. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think the Lord of the Rings makes that part worse at all. No, like that's yeah. just a like you're not designing for modern, but making a bunch of cards legal in modern. I, if it was a magic set, I would be also concerned about it, at least like Modern Masters is designed specifically for modern and you can see that through the cards like they're to power up certain archetypes and they go too far sometimes but that's not what it sounded like with this set it sounded like oh we made this cool lord of the Rings set and by the way we're just gonna make it modern legal even though it wasn't designed to be in modern and that's the part that makes me nervous about it yeah i i, I do think the lord of the rings aspect does amplify it right like you need to make the ip holders happy you need to make the fans happy like you can't make like Gandalf be a terrible card that no one plays. And also for like the purposes of future endorsements, right? Like if Lord of the Rings set sells like the greatest magic set ever, if it's all over the news, like, oh, Apollo wins the next, you know, world championship piloting Gandalf aggro or whatever, right? Everyone wins, right? So Wizards is incentivized to like pump up the power of these cards. And if they don't do it now, they will do it eventually, right? Like, they will do it eventually. So uh, I think you just have to come to terms with that. I don't know why we feel this is more egregious than Dungeons & Dragons. You are playing Dungeons & Dragons in Modern, right? You are playing it in Legacy, you know, if, if you could, right? If the cards are powerful enough. It's a different IP. What's the difference between, I don't know, a Beholder and, I don't know, some random eyeball from Lord of the Rings, right? Like, it's it's the same thing. It's just different IP. So this is not too bad because it's still kind of fantasy. There are other IPs that will be incorporated into Magic. When they show up in Modern, it might be a little weird, but this one is just a little extension of Lord of the Rings. Or not Lord of the Rings, of uh, Dungeons and & Dragons. And at least, like, the flavor does fit. Like, Lord of the Rings, as much as I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan... It does seem like a natural fit for magic. Like the flavor is the same. A lot of the themes are the same. So I think that part will be fine. One interesting thing that came up on Reddit that I wanted to ask you guys about was, uh, do you think these cards are advertising? There was a there was a pretty big post that someone wrote and had a lot of uh, interaction on it saying that basically my criticism of these crossover products is 
essentially Wizards is printing ads on Magic cards. And even if I don't play with these Magic cards, I'm gonna have to play against them. And this is kind of like advertising that if I wanna play Magic, I don't have any way to avoid this advertising. Do you buy the argument that a Lord of the Rings or Warhammer 40K or whatever, like, is that an ad? Is that what those cards actually are? I had never really thought of it that way. And I don't know, what do you think? Is this a form of advertising? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pokemon definitely. cards advertise for the Pokemon franchise. When you watch a Marvel movie, it's advertising for the Marvel franchise. When you watch a Marvel movie and a Mercedes drives by, <laughs> that is advertising for Mercedes, right? Like the whole world works like this. So any crossover you see, any kind of, you know, like, I, I think like, you know, you go to Costco and you buy apples and like Mickey Mouse is on apples. You're like, what? Right. That, I don't know. Right. They decided yeah. Disney needed to advertise on apples. Right. And you're more likely to buy Mickey Mouse products afterwards. But like that's how the whole world works. So I don't know that that's particularly egregious in any way. Like we just advertise literally everywhere. Right. So, yeah, it is advertising. But every single magic set is also advertising for magic itself. Right. Yeah. No, that's that's true. I, I mean, like I don't personally find it especially problematic but other some people were like very against that i think kind of like you said at this point there's so much advertising any everywhere even if you do think of some of these crossovers as ads it's not any different than you know watching uh, hulu or netflix or tv or walking down the street or whatever like you're just bombarded with that all the time anyway so it doesn't seem particularly egregious to me but i mean there, there is a line right like i don't think this is too extreme like using popular characters but at some point you're gonna be like i equip my Mountain Dew, uh, you know, yeah. like enchant yeah. it with the Mercedes-Benz 300 or whatever. <laughs> and then I attack, you You know, like at some point it does get weird. Right. But I don't know that this is the point. It's just like there, a very yeah. natural fit of like, yeah, Lord of the Rings, like people who play Lord of the Rings or who play magic like Lord of the Rings. So like, yeah, I think it's I, I, okay. Except, except Krim and I, apparently <laughs> yeah. everyone else. <laughs> I, I didn't I yeah it's so weird to like I don't know I don't know why this is uh, this is something that I feel like I would like but because you know in the world of fantasy but for some odd reason just Lord of the Rings just didn't do it for me I mean just wait till you get the State Farm secret layer drop you know the- <laughs> honestly honestly like, they just, tell like, me just look at the do the discount sports, double right? check like yeah. Yeah, if they discount double check whatever <laughs> I guess that's cool have you seen college football like geez right <laughs> you're like what is this <laughs> right like it's just all advertising <laughs> nowadays so I guess uh okay okay we're not even gone that far yet this is pretty tame news so far okay so we're, we're, we're ramping up on the excitement here next up what Seth has been waiting for his entire life. Mm-hmm. Fortnite secret lair. <laughs> Ooh, that's it is not a meme. Seth. It is real. A Fortnite secret lair coming. <laughs> that is the most Seth thing it, it ever. Sounds, it sounds like a meme. I, why, am I the, why am I the Fortnite guy? I, because I, I played Fortnite. Fortnite before a little bit. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I've, I've played it before. I, do, I, I think Fortnite's actually pretty fun. I'm not like a huge Fortnite player. But I have played Fortnite. I am absolutely horrible at it. I like hide in a bush and try to let other people kill each other until I get into like the top 10 and then uh, people kill me. But it is pretty fun to play. This is the layer drop I think is most interesting. Actually, maybe we should add in the in the next one too right, because I'll, I feel like they kind of go in tandem. I'll give you a next one. We're profits. On last week's podcast, <laughs> we're talking about the greatest movie of all time, Street Fighter. 
Turns out Wizards agrees. Street Fighter secret lair coming. Uh, oh. They also hint. So they, they gave us the Chun-Li art. And uh, true Wizards fashion, they're going to give her multi-kicker. <laughs> and uh, mechanically unique cards. So they just straight up said it. This, okay. Uh, Overall, this has got me really, really pumped. I hate Fortnite. The game itself, I don't play it, I don't touch it, whatever. But the thing is, I'm sure somebody will love it. This is not for me, but this is going to be for, I guess, to try to hook in the newer people or the younger uh, crowd. But the Street Fighter one, now that, that is what I'm here for. This is... Oh, the, the like we already first off we already had Commander Clash where Tomer has a Street Fighter deck, right? There are things like fighting that are already exist in this game. Literally the mechanic fight. So, this doesn't actually feel that far off as much as people would like to make it seem. And then on top of that, this led me to thinking, yo, when are we getting the better game? By the way, Mortal Kombat because <gasps> like is is yeah with the better movies by the way whoa, whoa. morbid i don't know about that morbid is almost fatality right <laughs> like like come on we we're already there and like and if you're gonna say the artwork is it couldn't be done to do mortal kombat justice look at ultimate prices promo art and tell me that that isn't already mortal kombat <laughs> levels so like I'm 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 happy. I'm happy for the Street Fighter uh layer drop. I don't care too much about the Fortnite, but now they're full on, you know, doing everything we joked about. <laughs> I I'm okay with the Fortnite secret layer drop, even though I am not really interested in playing Fortnite cards, even though I played Fortnite before. That's not really uh, uh something I care about having on my magic cards. I'm very okay with it though, because it's all reprints. They're doing the reskin thing and like I said, I feel like the battle's lost as far as fighting against crossovers. It's happening whether anyone likes it or not. So all you can really do is get on board or I guess ignore them because I don't think there's any way that the community freaking out is going to change Wizards' mind about it. Uh, so as far as the Fortnite drop, it's all reprints with Fortnite art. We get so many weird magic arts between layer drops and showcase cards. We've talked a lot of times about magic cards that don't look like magic cards. Is it somehow offensive that some of them are going to have, you know, there's going to be 10 cards that have Fortnite characters on them or something that to me, that is like a non-issue 100%. The Street Fighter one, my big concern is I'm still really firmly against unique cards and secret layer drops. I know Wizard said, oh, we're going to reprint them on the list in Magic versions eventually. I think that's an unsatisfying response. Like, that's my concern. It's not that it's Street Fighter. It's that I'm against exclusive cards and layer drops period the weirdest thing about this for me though is as this was being announced people were really upset and are still pretty upset and like memeing on the fortnite drop but in general people were like celebrating the street fighter drop and that made me start to question maybe the community's reaction to some of these crossover products altogether and made me think that maybe there's a lot of people who don't have some like firm principled stance against crossover products and it's more just picking and choosing the ones they like and it's like oh if it's a crossover of an ip that i like then this is awesome but if it's a crossover an ip that i don't care about and you know other people that are not me like then i'm against it and that's what i kind of came away from that whole thing because to me like street fighter isn't significantly closer to magic and traditional fantasy than fortnite maybe it's like a tiny bit closer but really like neither one of those are especially close to magic in my mind so it's very strange to me 
that there was a huge freak out about Fortnite, but everyone was like cheering for the Street Fighter layer drop. So I don't know. Is there any like hypocrisy in that? Are people just picking and choosing the IPs they liked and they're okay with those layer drops and they're not okay with the IPs they don't like? Is that where we're at now? Are you telling me angry people on social media are not rational? (laughs) 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 That makes too much sense. (laughs) Street Fighter is celebrating its 35th anniversary, right? What does that mean? That means most Street Fighter fans are boomers, right? They're us, right? <laughs> yeah. Like we played Street Fighter when we were ten year old, when we were ten years old, whatever, fifteen years old. Fortnite is the young kids. They're probably fifteen years old right now, right? So I, I don't. I, I see why existing Magic fans don't like Fortnite, but I think Fortnite is the most important thing here. It shows that Wizards can get a partnership with something relevant, right? Like, it's not like, here's some IP that we dug up that's, like, over the hill and, like, 10 years past its prime, right? This is something. And it's also something that hits a different audience, right? It's something that hits the younger crowd, right? The newer crowd. The not the necessarily I like nerdy card games crowd, but, like, I play, you know, the new gen games, right? So the, the audience is different. I love everything about it. Street Fighter, I know I'm going to hate. I love Street Fighter. Street Fighter is one of my favorite franchises. I love Mortal Kombat too, but Street Fighter is like way better. Uh, okay, I, 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 I used to be quote unquote pro, you know, I, I played Street Fighter seriously, right? Uh, okay. And then okay. I, I played as a kid. I know whatever card they print, I will be unsatisfied with, right? It'll be either stupidly broken and then everyone will look down upon you for playing this card, like say like a Golos, <laughs> right? Or it'll be so underwhelming that you don't think it does the card any justice, right? So I can see how Universes Beyond will like be a big pain for fans of the actual IP. Like there's no way they can print a Chun-Li that will make me satisfied or like a Ryu or whatever, right? Like it's just going to be terrible. So I, I think I'd rather just have them not do it so i i don't know i just hope the cards have like really good arts and borders and things like that and i'll just use them as collector pieces as opposed to trying to fit them into my decks or whatever the the one reason i personally am excited for the fortnite layer drop is i've talked a little bit before about uh trying to get my my nephew who's like eight into magic and he's like learning and playing but he's also eight so he's like skateboarding and this and that and he's trying out all different kinds of things so whether or not he actually sticks with magic, who knows at this point, but Fortnite's like his favorite game. He loves playing Fortnite. And I think for someone like him, being able to get these Fortnite cards and be like, hey, here's these magic cards that have characters or mascots, whatever they are from your favorite game on them. I think that's actually like a really big deal. And I think there's actually a chance that's something that uh, I can use to maybe help keep him interested in magic, you know, when he's trying out of these other things. So I think there's actually some positive potential outcomes from this. I've heard people calling these products just like money grab products. And when people say money grab, I assume that what they're saying is like the product doesn't have any any long term value. It's just trying to put money in wizards uh, pockets and it's not doing anything good for the long term of the game. And I don't think that's really necessarily true. Like we'll see how many Fortnite 
you know, players are going to actually start playing Magic as a result? Is it mostly going to be like Richard was saying? Like, uh, I don't know if I actually want to play the Street Fighter cards, but I like Street Fighter, so I want to have my collection. Is that what most of the purchases are going to be? But I actually think there's a chance that there could be people who get into Magic or stay with Magic because of Fortnite, and we need younger players. Like, we are a somewhat boomerish game at this point, where there's a lot of people who've been playing from the 90, uh, from since the 90s, and getting some younger people interested in magic in the age of arena and all this i feel like that's a really positive thing so if some people have to deal with if i have to deal with you know fortnite art on magic cards that i don't especially care about but the end result is we're getting a bunch of teenagers interested in the game who might be playing for the next decade to me that feels like a big win even if there is some like vorthos cost to it so i i kind of see what that advertising comment is talking about like we are Moving towards a collectible game. Like, Magic has always been a collectible card game, right? Uh, actually, it was a trading card game. But, like, the whole point was, like, you can collect cards, right? And you can play with them. I feel like we've gone, like, full Pokemon, I guess. Like, most people just buy Pokemon cards and never play with them. Like, they just keep them. That's it, right? Like, they don't play. They don't follow the meta. There's, like, you know, they just, you know, I have a Charizard. Cool. Put it in my binder. And that's it. Right? I feel that's the direction wizards is going like it doesn't matter that standard is terrible it doesn't matter that gameplay is a bit subpar we're just like buying cards collecting super borders fortnite cards street fighter cards and then there's like a mediocre game underneath you can play and i I feel that's the direction wizards is going uh which kind of sucks if you're like a hardcore player like a spike right like the game quality i think will deteriorate but if you're a casual player, you just collect, you don't really play that seriously, then it's great, right? You have all these products to pull from, you can collect your favorite Street Fighter cards, you can play them once a year when you feel like it. Um, but what do you guys think about that? Like, have you guys like seen gacha games? Like, they oh, make yeah. so much money. They're <clears> just <throat> glorified like JPEG collecting, you know, uh, games where there's like a very like thin gameplay layer underneath holding together but people are just collecting things and they're spending tons and tons of money and magic is the original gotcha right so i think we're just we're just going there yeah that's a concern like that's a concern for me because i really strongly feel like for me the game being good is the most important thing like if you want to print fortnite cards and street fighter cards sure like do do what you gotta do i can deal with that but what keeps me interested in magic is the actual game of magic being good so i really hope that wizards isn't going into a mode where they're like oh who cares about the actual gameplay like it's way more profitable to print these collectibles that actually you know don't do anything or managing formats and ban lists like that's a lot of work we can just stick some fortnite cards you know or on some cards and make a ton of money so why would we bother with you know having a functional modern meta game or having standard be fun to play so that is a is a concern for me and i hope that's not the direction it's going because the game's got to be good like i feel like and maybe i'm wrong for me if the game's not good then none of this other stuff matters if the game's good i'm willing to put up with a ton like if you want performance cards sure go for it as long as the game's fun do what you got to do so i don't know that that thought does really worry me i'm right there with seth on that like the game is what matters at the end like like how well it plays right i mean i do love all these like cool ips all this other stuff but like that satisfies the you know just the casual collector in me right 
But then there's the person that actually plays this game day in and day out. That person cares that the game is good. Jokes on you. I don't play magic. I will. S- <laughs> I just talk um, about spoilers. I- make theoretical <laughs> deck lists and never get a chance to construct any of my decks or play them before the next product is out. So what does it matter? <laughs> it's all theory crap yeah, at this point, right? <laughs> I guess you're right. Whoa. <laughs> And I will say, I don't think that these layer drops have to make the game worse. I don't think there has to be a connection there. It would be more of a concern that Wizards just doesn't care anymore because they can make so much money going the other direction and selling collectibles that they just don't put the effort or the money or the time into the actual game play itself. So, but I don't think it, I don't think there has to be a connection with the like, oh, we're doing all these different IP crossovers. That's going to make the gameplay worse. Like it shouldn't have to be that way. Uh, it's just a matter of, uh, is long, it's a matter of wizards still focusing on the gameplay being good, even as they're doing all this other stuff. And I really hope that they do. And I hope they realize that, that long term having the game good is what allows them to do all this stuff like because the game is good and there's people who are going to remain interested in the game long term that's how you can sell all these fortnite cards and street fighter cards but if the game becomes bad and no one cares about the game why does anyone want to buy your cards fortnite or otherwise like if, if the game just isn't something people are interested in anymore so hopefully wizards realizes that all right and before we get to actual magic cards from the magic universe i want to ask you guys now that street fighter and fortnite are on the table what ips do you want to see i mean right off (laughs) the bat the biggest one has got to be marvel there's got to be a marvel one and i would love to see a final fantasy one i mean not only have we already seen red dragon green dragon black dragon from the DD set they could literally do the same thing with Final Fantasy, you can get, you can add a red mage, blue mage, black mage, uh, you can skip green. And then like, you know, you can like, just like do all of that. <laughs> Cause uh, the, like Final Fantasy's universe though, I, I think is, and same with Marvel is so much bigger than a secret layer drop. So we would need a full set. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's, there's so many possibilities now. I, I get speaking of full sets, like, could you imagine a full Star Wars set? Like in the, the same vein as like Lord of the Rings? That would be a huge. I, I think there's a lot of different animated show. Like I fully expect a Rick, Rick and Morty, like layer drop or commander deck. Uh, like there's, there's so many different possibilities now. So I expect that the only thing that's going to hold Wizards back on this is going to be being able to get the rights to some of these things. Like, would Star Wars give them the rights to make a magic set of Star Wars? Like, I don't know. But I think if they did, it would be super hyped. I don't know how Hasbro would be able to do this, but if they could just like figure it out. Right. And like work with Disney, you get if you get to work with Disney, you get access to Marvel Star Wars. It's all under one house. So you just find a way Hasbro to make it work with Disney. (laughs) I hope it works, and then maybe Disney can make the movie. <laughs> and it can be salvaged. Ooh. Uh, but Ooh. I think Resident Evil is very Yo. likely to happen, right? Like, zombies uh, are a thing in magic. It's Capcom. So if Street Fighter is good, uh, Resident Evil w- would be easier to negotiate. And also, it's boomer age, right? It's old enough that... Hey, know. hey, hold on. Hold, no, it's not. Hold on, hold on. That is like my favorite franchise in like video games. It's not boomer it, it's yet. It's the same demographic as Magic, right? Like if you really want to know what's going to sell, you go back to like 90s, early 2000s or whatever. Whatever was hot back then that's still relevant today, just throw it on the Magic cards. Magic players will buy it. 
they won't complain about Street Fighter. <laughs> they will complain about Fortnite, right? So you got to hit them with the old IPs. Like, guess what that is? Final Fantasy, Resident Evil, Mortal Kombat. Like these old franchises that are still relevant today. Uh, Do you think we'll get we'll get horror crossover secret layer drop with uh with Innistrad? Like literal, like I don't know, like Freddy Frankenstein's Kruger? and Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah, all the like they could do that, right? That oh. seems like something that they'd be able to do. I, think we I would be so happy ago. if we got like a, a Nightmare on Elm Street like <laughs> secret layer drop. Oh, you could get put like Doom Blade or Go for the Throat. Oh my lord, that'd be oh. so cool. Or, <laughs> or just like just like a five different legends that are each uh oh. classic like horror villains like, like the Freddy monster squad and whatever oh, uh, yeah. yeah that would yeah. that would be pretty there's a lot of ways they could do it and i expect they're gonna do stuff like that too i really even if we don't get do. it for innistrad i bet we will see it in the future i hope they do because that would be so cool <laughs> i would be the happiest ever all right so back to the world of magic what's coming <laughs> in standard 2022 Kamigawa Neon Destiny. We're coming back to Kamigawa. I think they said like 2,000 years in the future. It's cyberpunk. Yes. We're going to have like robotic ninjas or something. Uh, Kamigawa Neon Destiny. What do you guys think about the return to Kamigawa, but a different Kamigawa? It's cyberpunk now. I mean, like, I'm not going to lie to you here. This is the set that I, okay, like, like Mob Nixilis, whatever you want to talk about. Like, sure. Those are cool. I like that. Every, every, everybody wants a good fellas of magic. But, but the main thing here is Kamigawa Neon Destiny has the potential to, like, absolutely blow my mind, with, like, from how much fun it could be. I mean, you have cyberpunk, so maybe like you could do all the meg, like you know the 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 bot the modifications, the body mods. Um, you get like all the scenery. You can make the like the lands look. You can make really cool lands. Uh, and of course, you tie that all in with ninjutsu, so robotic ninjas and whatnot. Like, I would love to see that. I mean, there's just so much you could do in like this neon dynasty world. And of course, you all you got to do is hotline Miami. Uh, a box topper style kind of like how we're having now like i called it we we called it with the horror crossover for the innistrad double feature i'm gonna try to call it again here hotline miami give me the neon pink all of that right give me that whole aesthetic but a variant artwork of some card from that world and i would live for that if not it's okay. I just there. There's so much you could do with Neon D- uh, Dynasty, and I I am beyond it thrilled. As long as I don't have to deal with another like GTA standard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never been a huge Kamigawa fan, but as long as Ninjutsu comes back, because that's one of my favorite mechanics just of all time, I I'm gonna be Bushido happy was. with it. And, oh my good Bushido! I hate that mechanic. <laughs> yeah, I want to see I hate most Bushido. of the mechanics give, from Give Kamigawa. me the Bushido twenty twenty two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting to see how they can do this all in a single set because I think now that we're going back, there's a lot of things people want and expect, and it seems like it's going to be challenging to fit them all into one set. So I'm definitely I'm excited for uh, Kamigawa, but it's not a plane that I personally have a huge connection to. So as long as there's ninjutsu, I'll be happy. Look, Street Fighter and Lord of the Rings are fine, okay? But, like, Neon Destiny? Like, this is, like, if you ignore power level for a second, Eldrain was great, right? Like, the the flavor and everything. I'm hoping they can bring it to Neon Destiny. 
it's a little of a cop-out. Like, it doesn't feel like Kamigawa in any way. It's kind of like when you're like, oh, we're going back to Zendikar, but it's battle for Zendikar. It's all Drazi, right? Like, <laughs> it's just a cyberpunk set. Like, I don't know what Kamigawa has to do with it. Uh, but, like, I'm not seeing, like, some weird spirits and stuff like that, right? So, uh, but I'm down for cyberpunk. I'm down for some Blade Runner-esque type yes! futuristic stuff going on. Uh and I don't know why I'm fine with it, but like I'm not okay with Gandalf and modern. But yeah, <laughs> like cyberpunk. <laughs> like it's so weird. Right? Neon. Like, oh, it's Kamigawa. It's fine, guys. It's cyberpunk. But you're like, how is that like less of a flavor violation than like a wizard? <laughs> I mean, uh, this just- this is why I'm okay with all of that, though, right? Because like this next year of magic, look at everything that we had just mentioned, right? Listen to all of that. We're not gonna. We're not only gonna get Lord of the Rings, you know, Warhammer 40k, all of this. We're also gonna have a cyberpunk set, like in the world of Magic. Uh, you're gonna have like we had mentioned, like this this mob boss world. You know, we're gonna also have the Brothers War, Dominari Unite. Like these are all things that we're gonna throw together. So next year, the biggest thing is a lot like what you had mentioned. How are they gonna fit some of this world building into one set? I didn't like. I after we moved away from the three set block right like i love that but i think it's it was the two set block would be nice like how we had like you know uh battle for zendigar zendikar and like oath of the gatewatch i thought that was good i think we should go back to that i think only doing one set isn't gonna do any of these new sets any justice because i am so excited for this and i actually want to stay in kamigawa for a little bit or 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 you know maybe streets of the new uh kapenna you know all that stuff so like these these are that's the one thing I wish just maybe two set blocks. Cause these are really cool planes, really cool ideas and things that I just wouldn't have imagined magic doing. So I think this is just whatever this, this could probably dates back to like what a year or two ago when they finally went wild with like, just with their sets right now we have like Lord of the Rings set, you know, we had a walking dead thing. Now magic is just like popping off. They're just like, well, let's go wild. Let's go do planes that we hadn't, we don't normally go to. And I love this this wizards, this magic, I love this. Okay. I do think it's inter. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say you, you went a little out of order there, but let, let me just uh, drop the rest of the sets. So, Streets of New Capenna is coming after uh, Kamigawa. This is Magic's take on gangsters. You're gonna have crime families. They're gonna have like certain colors, and they're gonna have abilities. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Not just any colors, though the shards is it the shards okay the shards i know they said three color pairs did they say shards specifically i, I a lot of people are saying shards i, I can't verify that okay. but that that is but the thing here is if th- we get another set and grixis is not on the menu just throw the set away <laughs> wizards if you're listening right now just throw the set away go redesign it go redo everything undo control z if grixis is not in this so after Streets of Nukapenna, we have Dominaria united back to the 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 homeland here, and then the Brothers War. So the the story of Urza and Mishra that uh, you know is much beloved for people to actually follow the lore. Uh, so those are the four sets, uh, standard sets for twenty twenty two. But Seth, you were saying. 
Uh, well, a couple of things. I think it's a really interesting mix. We have two very innovative sets that are doing things we haven't really done before. Cyberpunk, like modern urban crime family gangster set. And then we have two incredibly traditional sets going back to like super old storylines. Uh, Dominaria, probably the most classic plane in all of Magic Brothers War, going back to like the 90s for the storyline of Urza and Mishra. So it's a really interesting mix. It kind of feels like Wizards wants to do this innovative stuff, but also knows that they need to work with the nostalgia and have things for like long time and franchise players as well. So I feel like we got a good mixture there. I do think that some of the criticism we've heard of Universes Beyond and some of the layer drops is it's not traditional fantasy. And I want magic to be traditional fantasy, and it breaks my immersion if there's a Fortnite card or a Street Fighter card. But I almost feel like looking at these sets, having like New Caprina, this like gangster modern urban set, having uh, this cyberpunk Kamigawa, maybe those concerns are just about magic's direction in general. Like, is that even a secret layer thing? Or is it just that Wizards is willing to try new things that are not traditional fantasy, both in universes beyond and also just in standard? sets like I'm kind of surprised that they're doing Streets of New Capena that's the set that is most intriguing to me because we've never really done that before magic doesn't do guns and gangsters that's just not something magic has ever ever done I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it shakes out but I kind of feel like some of those uh, the angst and the criticism of secret layer drops is really just something that should be directed, if that's how you feel, should be directed at the direction of magic as a whole, because I don't think it's about secret layer drops as much as wizards being willing to try things that are not traditional fantasy, and I kind of enjoy it, but I can see how if the biggest thing for you in Magic is you want traditional fantasy and that's what you love about the game, I can see how some of this stuff would be a little jarring, just because it is very different than anything Wizards done before. Magic, though, has always gone outside of, has done traditional fantasy, but has also explored outside of it, right? So I, I don't really understand what it is, really. <laughs> like, like the, the, all, all the, all the issues that people have, like we had mentioned earlier, there are inconsistencies. There are people that are excited for one thing, but then like hate the idea of like a Fortnite thing, but are excited for Street Fighter, right? So if that is true, then I mean, like, I feel like people should be consistent. If they should just hate all of it or none of it, right? So I, I don't really understand where the, the issues are because I'm excited for this magic. Yeah. I, Nuka Penna is actually the most exciting set for me. Like that flavor is pretty cool like wizards will put their spin on it right like think of kaladesh right like that uh around that time like that's not really traditional fantasy either right and if you only play traditional fantasy you will get bored like think of any long-running fantasy like how about like final fantasy right like they are so far removed from fantasy they just do whatever right because you know they try to keep the spirit of it all but, you know, there's guns and stuff and you're like, it's fine. Right. So I, I think well, that's because they nail the spirit of it. Right. Yeah. They, they nail the spirit so, of yeah. it. Right. If it, it feels like a fantasy setting, even though it's not the traditional, you know, swords, even and if knights and orcs or whatever. Right. So, yeah, I, I think wizards needs to do that because we can't keep playing with knights and wizards forever. Right. Uh, so I actually really like it. And I, I actually the concept art they showed for Nuka Penna was amazing. And I, I really hope they nail it. Because I, 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 I'm actually not excited for Dominaria United. 
right? Like I don't really want to go back to Dominaria again. Like we've been there just recently. We see all the cards all the time. Like it's just standard magic. So I'm more excited for Kamigawa and New Capano. That might even, that might get us in hot water. Cause I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the, the, and I quote MTG tr- <laughs> truists are, are going to, are going to say that, that, that's, that's mind blowing. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of right there with Richard. Dominaria United. I love Teferi. I, I love all of that. And I love the idea of like, you know, the brothers war happening, but at the same time, those are like way low on my list of hype. I'm so much more excited. For everything else that's been announced, Kamigawa and Streets of New Capenna at the top, the Street Fighter, like Secret Lair. I'm so excited for this Lord of the Rings now hitting modern. Like, normal magic just seems, well, bland, right? I gotta disagree. I mean, I am excited for Kamigawa and Streets of New Capenna. I'm interested to see how Wizards is gonna pull off this stuff that's different and innovative. But, I mean, Brothers or Dominaria United are actually the sets I'm most excited for for the year. Because our last return to Dominaria, that was a great set. And it was also a great time for actual constructed magic. Like, Standard was in a really interesting good spot. That's when they first started doing these, like, legends and all this nostalgia stuff that is kind of carried over. So, I'm really excited for uh, for those sets. Those would be my number one and number two. Although, I also am excited for uh, the other sets. Do you think we're going to do that's always a question that comes <laughs> up when we have these like gangster sets because I mean, Wizards has tried pretty hard to avoid, you know, realistic guns. So you have some like fantasy cannons and, you know, whatever muskets on pirates and stuff. But you think we're going to see like machine guns and like gangster type guns in New Capena? I, I predict that we're going to get first off, if we don't get some equivalent to a Tommy gun that instead of like spraying outwards what it does is absorb sparks or something like that, right? Like it'd be more of like a gun that just absorbs your life force. A magical you know what I mean? gun. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, magic okay. harnesses your magic, right? Like that's what it'll probably be. Um, and then on top of that, if we also don't get some kind of close to what would be like kind of like how the mobs, like the mobsters would drive their their vehicles. You know, I forgot the name <laughs> of the cars, like the old uh, like – you know what yeah. car the cars I'm yeah. talking about. The, the, yeah. the gangster cars. <laughs> yeah, the gangster cars. That's what we're gonna call them. Uh and, and like the if old we don't get school s- file cars. Guys. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know what they're called. But yeah, if we don't get some kind of magic take on that with vehicles, like come on, you know, and, and like it, we've gotta have that. And we've gotta have something that uh, like this this would be really, really cool. And if there's gonna be another set to bring back the like the the ridiculous names, like you know, like you run into a pair of goblins, right? Like if there's a set to bring the name, like those kind of names back into cards, it would be there. <laughs> like forget about it yeah. for, a counter, for a counter spell or something. No. <laughs> no. Yes, exactly like that. Or a deal goes wrong, right? And then, and then you have two options. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I hope guns and cars and the iconic stuff is in the set, but I don't want them to be explicit. Like, I don't want a vehicle. Like, it's weird, right? But, like, I would expect the art to portray it, right? I don't know about a gun equipment. That might be weird, right? But It wouldn't be a gun. It, what do you mean? It'd be a, a magic harvesting... Uh, sure, but I'd, I'd rather just machine. have art of, like, Omnixilus wielding a Tommy gun or something, and that's, like, a Doom Blade, right? As opposed <laughs> to, like, I equip my... You know, 2022 GTA gun, right? <laughs> like machine that gun down your elves or whatever, right? Like I don't want that. But like, wait, the art you say fine. that? 
you say that now, but as you as you play it back in your head, you know that kind of sounds kind of cool. <laughs> it's perfect, right? Like you have a GTA type equipment, and you're just like, yeah, machine gun down your board. What you gonna do, <laughs> right? Uh, all right, I think we have covered all the news. Uh, I guess did we talk about Jumpstart 2022? It's coming. It's paper. Uh, it's the normal it one. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all yeah, the announcements whatever. I mean there's just so many exciting things right there's uh, Kamigawa Neon Destiny Nuka Pena Brothers War Dominaria United and then you have Fortnite and Street Fighter Secret Lairs and then you have Lord of the Rings Commander Precon and Secret Lair and coming to Arena for Historic and being Modern Legal and then you have Warhammer 40k Commander Precons and Secret Lairs you have Unfinity, the fourth unset, and then you have reprint sets, Double Masters and Commander Legends, except Commander Legends is Universes Beyond-esque with D&D Baldur's Gate. And then, of course, you have Pioneer Challenger decks, the most important announcement of them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, and those come out in like October. Uh, that's coming out at the end of this year. I think same with Commander Collection Black. And also schedule-wise, I believe they said Lord of the Rings isn't until 2023. But everything else is uh, is coming in 2022 or some things end of this year. So it is going to be a wild year in Magic. And I'm super hyped for it. This product line looks insane. We're doing new things. We're going back to traditional things. So I'm really hyped. I don't think we're going to be able to get in any fish mail today because we're already going long. So much to talk about. But Richard, if people want to send it in for next week, where should they uh, hit us up? All right, let us know what you think about all of these new announcements and whether Street Fighter is better than Mortal Kombat uh, <laughs> by sending not. them to at Goldfish with the hashtag MTGFishMail, and we'll get to your questions on air. It's not better. Yeah, so let us know what you think about all these sets, this product line, the debate over Fortnite and Street Fighter. What set are you most, most hyped for? Let us know that in the comments. Uh, and on that note, I think it brings us to the end of episode 344 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard Grimm, thanks for hanging out. Thanks, to everyone, for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we will be back next week to talk about Innistrad spoilers and whatever else goes on in the world of magic. So until then, have a spectacular week, everyone. And this is the crew signing out.